At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is our number three of the Greg Peterson experience here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. And we've got a tremendous hour number three coming up as Reem Palmer. He does great work over at the Ringer. He is going to be joining me in studio in, I would say, about 15 or so minutes. We're going to be taking a look at the NFC East. I know that he wound up having a nice live betting hit that we're going to want to talk to him a little bit about diving into a little bit of in-game betting as well. So we'll be chatting about that and so much more. So... We're going to have great discussion there, and we're going to be talking a lot of football towards the middle part of this hour, and we're also going to be hitting upon the baseball board for this Tuesday as well here to begin things as there's some nice money to be made here. Really not a lot of football as of right now on Tuesdays. The Tuesdays action that should be coming back relatively soon, but right now it is mostly baseball and baseball only, so we shall find ways to be able to make a little bit of money on the slate. We had on a few games in the last hour. So let's take a look at some National League games to start out our number three. Let's begin with a team that has not been scoring a lot of the season. 903-904 on the betting board. It is the Chicago Cubs. They're on the road facing off against the Miami Marlins. One of my favorite guys, Pablo Lopez, is going to be going for the Miami Marlins. And Adrian Sampson goes for the Cubs. And for the Cubs, they are underdogs between plus 130 and plus 137 for Miami. It is between minus 143 and minus 150 with a total of seven. And the Miami Marlins had a ton run outburst on Monday. Someone needs to call the papers because 
That's typically how many runs they score in like a week. And I'm not even kidding when I say that because the Marlins going into Monday's game, they had scored three runs or fewer in 32 out of their last 37 games. So it's been a very deplorably sad run for the Miami Marlins offense. And the pitching has been relatively solid aside from the guy that is going to be going on Monday and Pablo Lopez. And for Lopez, it, boy, has went down the toilet bowl ever since the All-Star break as Prior to the All-Star break, Pablo Lopez was putting up right around a 3 ERA. He was doing a nice job being able to get above, I would say, his strikeout per inning. His strikeouts per nine rate is right around nine, but he's actually been worse at home than on the road as his home ERA that is approaching five. It's been a relatively rough run for him, and I mentioned what he's been able to do in the first half of the season versus the second part of the season. Going into the All-Star break, it was, as a matter of fact, a 286 ERA. Both All-Star break, 6.07 ERA, so not too great. Now, I do think that a lot of this is variance because he hasn't necessarily been giving up many more walks per nine innings. His home runs per nine rate is a little bit higher, but it's not anything demonstrative. But the batting average in the first half of the season for opponents, a 2.10, 2.92 second half of the season. But the good news is going up against the St. Louis or a Chicago Cubs bunch that it's been relatively rough, uh, or yeah, a Cubs team that it's been relatively rough for their bats because you've got Patrick Wisdom who's been able to give you 22 home runs, but they're dealing with an injury to Wilson Contreras. Ian App has been able to reach base for the team as well, but Christopher Morrell hasn't necessarily been able to do the world's greatest job. C.A. Suzuki has been able to reach base as well, but it's a very pitcher-friendly ballpark. It's hard to hit home runs, and you got a Cubs team that they have been one of the worst in the National League at being able to slug out the deep ball. And for the Miami Marlins, you finally have someone in the lineup hitting 10 home runs. Thank goodness gracious, it is the middle of September and you've got one guy with approximately 10 home runs in the starting lineup. So, warms your heart that the Miami Marlins now have that taken care of. As the gentleman I am talking about is Mr. Brian De La Cruz. And for Brian De La Cruz, hey, he, J.J. Blade, Gerard Encarnacion, got a lot of guys like a Peyton Butterick hitting a 225 or lower. It's been really bad. For this offense, Garrett Cooper is able to move the line. John Birdie does a good job sealing some bases. He's hitting about a 250, but not in Miami Marlins offense. I want any part of whatsoever. And for Adrian Sampson, it's been a really good road pitcher this year. A sub-3 ERA on the road, giving up less than a half home run for nine innings. He's actually had his rough goings at home. Not a high strikeout guy, about seven strikeouts per nine innings, but only about two walks per nine innings as well. So I do think that he's going to be able to do a rock-solid job in this spot, I did make the Miami Marlins a little bit of a favorite, but I think that we went too far. If I was getting a plus 134 or greater, was willing to fire in on the Chicago Cubs. And remember I said at Circa, we're getting about a plus 137 on them. So I'm going to be willing to fire in on the Cubs as a little bit of an underdog. And I'm going to continue to ride the, shall we say, fade of the Miami Marlins bats. They've been picking it up just a little bit recently, four plus runs, and now three out of their last six games. But I do think that it's still going to be a rough run for this Miami Marlins offense moving forward. So my total below seven, as a matter of fact, below six and a half. So looking at the under in this circumstance, and I'm going to be taking a look at the Chicago Cubs getting a little bit of a plus price. And another game that stands out to me, how about if we go with a man that is still in contention to lose 20 games and trying to become the first 20-game loser for the first time since 2003. This is nine of five, nine of six on the board. The Washington Nationals. They're on the road. They're facing off against the Atlanta Braves. It's Charlie Morton. He is going to be going for the Bravos and Patrick Corbin. 
goes for the Washington Nationals. Nationals between plus 250 and plus 275 underdogs. And then with the Atlanta Braves, you're going to be fighting them between minus $3 and minus 315. Typically, I am like flies to garbage on a lot of these big underdogs when you're getting like a plus 250, a plus 260. Typically, I'll fire in on them. Typically, I don't think that a team should be a $3 favorite. I made the Atlanta Braves a $3 favorite. I just can't do it with Patrick Corbin. Now, for Patrick Corbin, he's actually pitched better recently in three out of his last four starts. Two runs or fewer surrendered. I'm still not buying into it. With Patrick Corbin, this guy's been terrible as he's allowing opponents on the road to hit a 363 off of him. That's mind-numbingly bad. He's got a north of 70 ERA on the road. He has faced off against the Atlanta Braves three times. He's got north of a 9 ERA facing off against the Atlanta Braves. And the Braves, they just have all sorts of measures. Michael Harris is second. He's hitting above a 300. He's been slugging out a home run once every about 19 or so at bats. Dansby Swanson, William Contreras, Austin Riley, all in between a 275 to 285. Riley has over 35 home runs. You've got Matt Olson sitting at 28 bombs himself thus far this season. You're just able to go down the line. This Atlanta Braves offense is just so fearsome. And then you got a national team that, to their credit, five plus runs scored in 12 out of their last 19 games, but. When you're relying upon Joey Manessis, who's a great story. He's actually a 30-year-old minor leaguer, a career journeyman that has come up. He's been able to hit a 3-under for the team. That has been solid. Luke Voigt, since he got to town, he's been hitting about a 250. And then you got a couple guys like a Cesar Hernandez, Kibeta Ruiz, hitting in that fold of about a 240 to 250 as well. And for Voigt, he's been able to slug out 20-plus home runs this season. So has been able to do a rock-solid job on that front. But I do still go back to the Atlanta Braves and... Charlie Morton, he has been so different home to road. His road ERA north of a 5, around a 280 ERA at home. Now, the walks have been an issue. He's been giving up over 3.5 walks for 9 innings, but Patrick Corbin, our good friend the turkey tosser, because he gets carved up every single time he goes out there, but giving up right around 1.7 home runs per 9 innings. His walks per 9 rate is in that neighborhood of 3. To his credit, he has been backed up by a bullpen that has been a little bit better recently, as you've got guys like a Carl Edwards Jr., throw in there Hunter Harvey, even someone like a Erasmo Ramirez. These are guys providing a 3-5 ERA or better, but for the Atlanta Braves, they've got the superior bullpen. A.J. Minter has been tremendous now. You want to be avoiding Kenley Jansen at all costs. This guy is not good. Anyone who's a fan of the Los Angeles Dodgers, you know exactly what I am talking about, but I do think that you're going to have Charlie Morton come out, give a very good start. The run line of the Atlanta Braves, it's starting to get a little bit hefty at a minus 170. This is going to be a little bit less of a palatable number. I was seeing a minus 150 a little bit earlier. At a minus 150, I was able to get on board with this. At a minus 170 like I'm seeing right now, honestly, your best value might be taking the Nationals, getting a run and a half, especially if you do have a scenario in which Kenley Jansen comes in because he's blown at minimum like five run lines this year. Anyone who has bet on the Atlanta Braves knows that if you have a run line and it is the most dangerous lead with the Atlanta Braves is about a three-run lead going into the ninth inning because typically you're going to get to Kenley Jansen. And Kenley Jansen is going to give up runs because this guy has been so untrustworthy. I don't know who's worse right now, Craig Kimbrell or Kenley Jansen. I'd probably go with Craig Kimbrell because those are a pair of guys that well, they've had their 
deficiencies while they've been with the LA Dodgers and both of these guys in general just have not done the world's greatest job of being able to hold down the fort. But yeah, this is a circumstance where we've gotten up a little bit too high. If you're looking to fade the Washington Nationals, I would encourage something like if you go into the player props and typically these are going to be coming out in the AM. Right now, DraftKings doesn't have a whole boatload of them, but perhaps something like Charlie Morton to record a win rather than laying this just big, giant, empty money line. Because if you've laid the money line on teams that are minus $3 or greater, if you've bet to win $100, so in this case, if you lay $300 to win $100, for example, on the Atlanta Braves, if you've done that for all these minus $3 favorites, you're down more than $1,500 this year. It has not been a good time for you at all. It has not been profitable short-term. It is not going to be profitable long-term. I can assure you of that, but... Something like a, like I was mentioning a little bit earlier, a record a win prop on Charlie Morton. That is something that is a little bit more appealing. You're able to get things down a little bit more. I am hoping that they can end up posting this sometime overnight because I do think that you'd probably be able to get this more in that neighborhood of probably about, I would say, a minus 150. It might be a little bit more. It might be a little bit less, but certainly something to take a look at on that front. And when it comes to just... What we're getting in general with the Washington Nationals cannot get behind this plus price. Might be able to get behind our run and half at like a plus 150, plus 155, but don't want to be taking them to win this game outright. A man that is a winner and a man that is always just outright awesome. That would be Raheem Palmer. He does tremendous work over at the ringer and he's going to be joining me next. We're actually going to be having him in studio. So I am not going to be alone on the desk. We're going to be talking about a little bit of NFL. I know that he's got a little bit of in-game betting as well that... I think that we can discuss with them, and we'll do that next right here on the Great Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo Play. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Horse racing fans, First Bet wants to invite you to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita Park on October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize package includes airfare, hotels, and tickets to the races, plus a $1,000 betting voucher from First Bet. Head on over to vsan.com slash horses now to register as we're back here on the Great Peterson Experience on vsan, the sports betting network. Great to be joined by Reem Palmer, does great work over at the ringer and has joined me a few times and is back in studio as I know that you're going to be covering some combat sports this weekend, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, yeah, I actually covered. Oh, yes, uh, last the Canelo week, fight. The Canelo GGG3 fight. It was a little disappointing, but, you know, as if you listen to the Ringer Gambling podcast, I told everybody the most likely result would be Canelo by decision. Um, and, you know, that played out the way it did. So, I mean, it was a little disappointing to see GGG at his old age at this point yeah. kind of just, you know, not be the same guy. But, I mean, look, I mean, they were warriors. You know, they, they fought it to the, to the death. And, I mean, it is what it is. Yep, I agree with you because I feel like Canelo bit off a little bit more than he could chew in his previous fight where he went up in weight, and then that just turned out to be a little bit of a disaster for him. But, I mean, Canelo really stamped himself in terms of this fight. It was a tremendous trilogy. And what do you think is going to be next for Canelo? It's tough to say. I mean, look, I mean, I know he he, he probably, as a competitor, he probably wants to go back up and fight Bevo, but, I mean, that's not going to happen. So yeah. I think he'll, he'll he'll stay at 168. I think GGG will drop back down to 160. But, I mean, honestly, both of them kind of look towards the t- – they look like they're on the tail end of their careers. So they got to be – it's going to be some careful matchmaking from both of them. I agree. And when he wound up going up and weighing against Bevo, you could tell that he was just completely outgunned the – just technical fighting was there. He just could not match that power of Beevil. That guy is just absolutely tremendous. So that it should be interesting to see what we get in the world of boxing. But I know that in terms of just what you do in general, in terms of sports betting, you did a little bit of this tonight. You do a lot of in-game betting, and I know that you wound up having a nice cash tonight. And I just want you to take the people through just some of your strategy, how you go about in-game betting, because and a lot of success on the baseball slate for Monday, and I know that this is a way that you wind up being able to cash quite a few of your bets. So, I mean, for tonight, I had in-game bet. Giants were down two runs at the top of the ninth against the Rockies. Rockies have a bad bullpen. I was getting plus 600, and I could just tell the way the pitcher was pitching. I was like, let me just take a shot on it. But, I mean, I've hit – I like. 
I'm really big on in-play because it allows you to see what's going on, and then you can kind of pick off bad numbers. So the other day, week week two of the NFL season, the Jets were playing the Browns, and I'm seeing the Jets. They're actually moving the ball. I mean, the the, the to me, the Browns, they're not built to blow teams out. So, I mean, at one point – it was 17-14, and the Jets were actually about to drive the score. Um, so, I like as they're driving the score, I can get the Jets at plus 180. Um, obviously, they call a phantom holding penalty. The Jets ended up having to punt, and then the, the Browns take a lead, but the Jets got it done. So, I do a lot of in-play betting. I mean, I'm looking for different numbers. I'm looking to see how drives go. I mean, and basketball is probably the best because – you know, a lot of times it's a game of runs, so you could middle both sides of a game. Um, same with football, you can middle, you can middle games. You can kind of just you can see how drives are going. So, I mean, I have a lot of success, and over on the East Coast, a lot of books don't want my action. And when it comes to in-game betting as well, how much do you take a look at? Shall we say outliers? Because you just mentioned it with basketball, you see a bunch of guys hitting a bunch of crazy twenty-eight footers, and it's like, well, if they just continue this, I will gladly take the loss and just tip my hat but I do expect this to come down. I think that that's something to take a look at. I feel like in football, you can get crazy bounces, like a random fumble return for a touchdown. I don't think that there's as much of that in football as there is in college basketball, but you could certainly tell some tendencies as well. How much do you take a look at some of those things in terms of your in-game betting? I mean, for basketball, there's a formula for pace. Um, I don't remember the formula offhand, but if you type in the formula for pace, it'll give you the number of possessions. So you could look at the number of possessions in a game and say, you know, this team is not hitting this many shots, but they're playing fast. Let me go bet the end game over, stuff like that. I mean, in football, a lot of times you can, I mean, because there's so many stoppages, it gives you an opportunity to say, look, I like the way this team is moving the ball. Let me jump on them. Or I like how fast that they're playing. Let me take a, an over. Or this team is playing slow. They're walking it up. I'm going to take an under. I mean, if you look at tonight, in the Philadelphia Eagles game against the Minnesota Vikings, at some point it became clear the Vikings weren't going to score. And I think with four minutes left, you can get the under 38 and a half, and that means that the team, I think, what was it? It was 24-7. So yep. basically you can get you could bet a live under, and you would need two teams. You would need them to score twice. And, I mean, that's easy money right there. So it's easy money in the live markets every single night. It would have been easy money unless if you would have done that in the Browns versus Jets game, which that was just absolutely <laughs> crazy. And when you have something like that, you're just like, okay, this typically does wind up bidding. This was a rare exception. Don't get discouraged by the loss or two that you're going to take because we did see a lot of variance in week two of the NFL. And let's hit on that right now because week two of the NFL, it certainly did deliver a lot of, shall we say, surprises. I know that you were probably quite happy with the results because I know that you're a Philadelphia Eagles future ticket holder and for the Dallas Cowboys, give them credit where credit is due. They came out, they knocked off the Cincinnati Bengals. But just in terms of takeaways from week two in the NFL, what were some of the biggest for you? Um, I think the first takeaway right now is that you're seeing scoring at an all-time low. I mean, yeah. You, I mean, you look at like the last three years. I mean, right now in 2021, the average point total amongst teams is 21 points a game. 
I mean, last year was 23. The year before that was 24. So you're seeing a lot of really, really low totals. I mean, even in a game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the, and the Green Bay Packers, you're seeing a low total in that. And that's, I mean, that's between two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I mean, you're seeing 39, you're seeing 40, you're seeing 42. So that's one of the first takeaways. Um, I mean, my second takeaway, I think one of the things that I, I'm, I'm seeing is that I'm upgrading and downgrading teams. Like a team like the Colts, I think you have to totally downgrade them. I mean, obviously they had some injury issues. Shaq Leonard's been out. The offensive Pittman. line is just not the same. Pittman, Pittman's been out. So, I mean, but I still, you have to downgrade them after that performance. Um, the, the Ravens and in the Dolphins game, I was big on the Dolphins the other day. The Dolphins, I mean, Tua came out in a big way. I mean, so you kind of have to upgrade both of, the, both of those offenses. So there's a lot of interesting things to take away from week two. I agree. And the one team that I've had to downgrade as well, even though they had the win on Sunday, is the Denver Broncos, just because I take a look at the coaching ordeal with that, Nathaniel Hackett is doing the worst job I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. And I put up with Mike McCarthy in Green Bay, and he makes Mike McCarthy look like Tom Edison at this point. It's just been really bad, and I don't know if you've had to make some adjustments with the Denver Broncos, but this is just a team that, at this point, I want no part of. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty clear that Nathaniel Hackett can't hack it, I mean, <laughs> to put it bluntly. I mean, when you look at that team, I mean, look, in the red zone, they're really struggling. I mean, in the red zone, they're not running the ball to Javante. I mean, Javante's one of the best running backs up and coming, and for you to just pass three times, and then there was, like, multiple times. I've never seen this. I don't know if you've ever seen this in an NFL game where the fans are actually counting down the play clock because the quarterback doesn't know what's going on. So it's it's really a mess over there, and obviously the market agrees with us because we've seen the San Francisco 49ers – get bet down from two-point underdogs, and now they're looking like they're favorites at this point in time. So I agree with the market move, but I don't know if I can step in at this price, but it's probably, for me, I'm probably going to have to pass just because, obviously, Denver's home field advantage is just so daunting early on in the season. But I just don't think that Daniel Hackett's a good coach, and I just think we know what the 49ers is, are with Jimmy G, and they have a solid defense. So... The market made the right move on it. I'm just, I'm, I'm a little disappointed I didn't get involved. I totally agree. I think that the market move is correct on this game. And just looking at the San Francisco 49ers, not just for this week, but long term, I think that Jimmy G is good for this team. I felt like that coming into the season. I thought that they were trying to rush along the Trey Lance project. You hope for absolutely nothing but the best for Trey Lance. That is just a devastating way. You want these guys whether you think that they should be starting or not to be able to decide it on the field. You don't want to see a guy get brought out on a stretcher, but I do think that in the end, the 49ers should feel very thankful that they did not trade away Jimmy G, and I think that this is good for their team. I think it's amazing for the team, and I think you saw it in the locker room. You saw it with guys who they just rallied around Jimmy G. I mean, when you have a guy who brought you to a Super Bowl, have a guy who brought you to an NFC Championship game, it's, it's hard to back away from that, and I think – the thing is, it would have helped Trey Lance if he had to earn that position. They kind of just gave it to him. And, you know, in football, you can't do that. Like, guys respect the guy who earns it, and Trey Lance didn't earn it. He was he was given it. Yep, I totally agree because they drafted him number three overall, and you could tell that they were like, okay, because we drafted him number three overall, we're going to try to insert him into the starting lineup right away, and I don't think that that's the way to go about it. And in terms of the NFC West, do you think that – 
the 49ers at plus 150 as we've got about 30 seconds have a little bit of value in terms of the futures market oh i do i think they're the best team in the division by far i mean when you look at the, the rams look the rams to me they weren't a great team coming into this this season if you ask me i mean look they were stars and scrubs team and they got hot at the right time last year obviously we could look at the arizona cardinals i mean they're still a mess right now so and then when you look at the seattle seahawks i mean they're in rebuild mode so i think the 49ers are the best team in the division and i think jimmy g puts them over the top i agree and we will pick up on this taking a look at week three next here on vsin the sports bank network Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Start your football season off on the right foot by subscribing to VSN Pro. Get full access to everything that we do, including our daily picks at a glance, recapping all the top plays made by VSN show hosts and guests, 24 7 video season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides. Covering every game all season long, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips. Updated every hour with actionable insights to help your sports betting game. Sign up for our discounted football special and get VSIM Pro access to everything that we do now through the Super Bowl for just $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VSIM.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, being rejoined by Raheem Palmer here at the desk, does amazing work over at the Ringer. And Raheem, we talked about a game a little bit before that we feel like the right move was made in terms of Broncos versus 49ers with the flip of favorites there. But in terms of the Week 3 games and some of the moves that we've seen, have there been any that you've that have caught your attention and any that you've fired on to this point? I like the Baltimore Ravens minus three against the New England, New England Patriots. Look, obviously last week I was on the Dolphins, but when you look at that game, where do the Baltimore Ravens struggle? They struggle in the secondary, and I don't think this New England Patriots offense has the weapons to really like take advantage of the issues that the Baltimore Ravens have. And I think you do have to upgrade the Baltimore Ravens offense after what we saw last week. So, I mean, they proved that they can handle that zero blitz. I just think Lamar, they had some crucial turnovers. But, I mean, when you look historically, Jim Harbaugh has, like, he's given Bill Belichick and those Patriots trouble even down to the days of Brady. So I think the Baltimore Ravens bounce back here. I mean, this is a team that we were really high on coming on to the year. Um, we're really low on the, on the Patriots. So I think this is a good spot to fade. And I do think that as well, because we were talking a little bit off air about the MVP market. Lamar Jackson at 12 to one seems to me the best play on the board right now. Josh Allen, he's right now the leader in the clubhouse in terms of the odds market. Plus 350 is just too low, in my opinion, when you got guys like Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and company out there, and Jalen Hurts at 10-1 to 1 to win MVP. I think we'd both be in agreement that's just too low at this point, but I think Lamar Jackson at 12-1, to 1, honestly, if you're looking at the futures market, provides value. I mean, I took some 20 to 1 before the season started, so I'm sitting pretty with that position. I do think, I mean, honestly, from what I, I saw this season, I think Josh Allen is the rightful favorite. But, yep. I mean, look, at plus 350 or so, I don't want to really be jumping on that. I think when it comes to these markets, you want to get the long shots. So you want to you at least get 10 to 1 or something like that. But I do think whoever got, I think Josh I mean, Jalen Hurts was like 16 to 1 coming into this weekend. And I think obviously that's going to change now. So, um, 
I don't know. I mean, I think you want to be looking at those. I, I, I do like the Lamar at 12 to 1, but I mean, it's, a, it's unfortunate he couldn't finish off that game because, I mean, that would have really put him in a better position. Totally agree with you. And I do think that it just went, it has went a little bit too far on Jalen Hurts at a 10 to 1, but I still feel very good about the Philadelphia Eagles right now in terms of their odds to be able to win the NFC East. They are getting better and better and better. And I thought that they looked very solid in week two. No question the defense that. It looked a little bit shaky towards back half that game against the Detroit Lions. They shored that up. And right now we're finding them between four and four and a half point favorites against the Washington Commanders. And if there's a team that coming into the season I was looking at and I was like, man, I don't want any part of them. It was the Washington Commanders just because I look at the track record of Carson Wentz, not trustworthy. He pretty much got thrown out of Indianapolis because he played so bad in that last game against the Jaguars last season. With the Philadelphia Eagles, they open up in a lot of spots right around about a three-point favorite. This wound up ticking up to four late Sunday, and this has settled in between four and four and a half. Do you think that this is the right move? Because even though the Philadelphia Eagles are on the road, I certainly do agree with this movement. Yeah, I mean, look, when you look at that game between the Detroit Lions and the Commanders, I mean, the Detroit Lions absolutely dominated them on both sides of the ball. I mean, I mean, they got whatever they wanted on offense, and Carson Wentz, I mean, they, they really struggled to block for him. Now, in the second half, obviously, they lit things up. But I, I just think a lot of that came in garbage time. And I, I think the Eagles, I mean, they're, they're the cream of the crop in the NFC. So I think the Eagles should be able to handle them. But I, I'm interested to see where that line goes just because, I mean, look, I think the whole world is going to be on the Eagles after what we saw tonight. So, I mean, this is a market. So you kind of really want to see where things go. Oh, I totally agree with you, and I do think that there's many people thinking like I do that, you know what, I don't want to be car- trusting in Carson Wentz. I would much rather trust in a Philadelphia Eagles team that's 2-0 coming off of a very nice Monday night football win. And when it comes to the NFC, I just take a look at the entirety of the conference, and it feels wide open. I know that coming into the season, you took a little bit of action on the Philadelphia Eagles, and right now that is looking very good. But I just take a look at this entire NFC the Buccaneers, they were able to get the job done over the weekend, but I've not necessarily been too impressed by them. There's the memes out there on social media about Tom Brady and his personal mm. life. Not that I take a look at that, but I do think that mm. it is worth noting because when a guy is dealing with things in their personal life, sometimes that translates onto the field as well. But when it comes to the NFC, where are you at just in terms of the entire conference? Because I do think that it's about as wide open as wide open can get. And with the Philadelphia Eagles, I think that they've got a chance to make a big run out there. Yeah, I do think the Philadelphia Eagles have a chance to make a, a big run. Um, you know, actually, one of my positions that I actually took, I took a flyer on, is the New York Giants, plus 10-1 to 1 to win the NFC East. And they're sitting pretty at 2-0. Two, two now, I don't think they're going to make a lot of damage, but, I mean, I do like the fact that, you know, they're 2-0 and right now. And Brian DeBull has, like, really kind of changed things around with that franchise. So I, I kind of like that. Um, you know, when I look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to me, they kind of remind me of the Peyton Manning Broncos his last year where they're going to like dominate on defense. And then, you know, Tom kind of has to take a step back. I mean, obviously the offense really isn't there. And then, I mean, look, you lose Mike Evans this week as a, for a suspension. That entire injury report for the Buccaneers yeah. is actually pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of a mess. So, I, I mean, look, you're seeing the Green Bay Packers actually take some money. I think that's been bet, bet down from plus three to plus two and a half. So, I mean, I, 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 I honestly, I may find myself on the Green Bay Packers money line this week just because I think the Buccaneers are so banged up and I just think they're in a bad spot. 
I will say this, being someone from the great state of Wisconsin, it feels like the Green Bay Packers, when they go to the state of Florida and the state of California, somehow, some way, they forget how to play football. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's something in the water, but that is something to be alert of. And with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, certainly has not been aesthetically pleasing to this point, but they have been able to get to 2-0 to this point. And what else I think is going to be intriguing as well is the team that I was high on coming into the year, the New Orleans Saints. We're finding them in a lot of spots, moving to a three-point favorite, opened up at 2.5. I'm still seeing a straight 2.5 at DraftKings, no question. I would rather lay a 2.5 than a 3, but I'll look at this Carolina Panthers team, and even mm-hmm. with Christian McCaffrey out there on the field, they look like a hot mess. Baker Mayfield, certainly a little bit of an upgrade as compared to what they've had at quarterback the last two to three years, but when it comes to the Saints, I do think that this team is going to be able to bounce back a little bit. They've been hot and cold themselves, but they closed out well against the Atlanta Falcons, and with Panthers, there's a good chance that Matt Rule gets fired and they just don't look like they're on the same page right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to agree with you here. I think the biggest issue with this handicap is that Jameis Winston has a broken back. Um, yeah. You know, when I heard that news and they said, oh, it can't get any worse. The, the, the thing I thought of was when Mike Tyson told Jim Gray, my back is broken. Spinal. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, how do you, I mean, factor that in here? Because obviously Jameis wasn't the same guy. Um, and obviously it's a much tougher Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, but I think this line is kind of line right, so I, I have to see a little bit more. Obviously, Alvin Kamara didn't play last week. I actually had some of that news earlier because I have a mutual friend of Alvin Kamara. Shouts to him, so I was able to find <laughs> that out, so that kind of kept me off of that Saints game. Yep, I cannot blame you if you don't want to take a shot on the Saints if they don't have Alvin Kamara, and if the starting quarterback also has a broken back, that is something to watch out for as well, and we were speaking of injuries, and with the L.A. Chargers, it's such a precarious spot for them as well because Justin Herbert, for anyone that had the Chargers plus four, I was one of them. Your number might have varied a little bit, but you can never say anything bad about Justin Herbert in your life because that man put up a Herculean effort in order to get your ticket to the window, and the team didn't even win the game outright. But right now they're a touchdown favorite against the Jaguars with Justin Herbert. It feels like the reports are a little bit better than what it looked like, but... I don't want any part of this game until I see a little bit later on during the week what the injury report looks like. Not sure if you agree with me on that or not, but I think that this is one of these games that you want to wait and you want to get more information on. Honestly, I think the best move would probably be to grab the Jags right now at plus seven because if he's ruled out, I mean, you're going to see a seven, eight-point line move. Now, I I think Chase Daniels isn't that – like he's. I mean, he's a serviceable backup. But, I mean, if you can grab that number now and you see the number come down, I think you're in a good position. Now, if he's ruled in, I think you see this line maybe go up to 7.5 or so. But, look, even with him in the lineup, it's just, to me, the Chargers are just a team full of variants. And, look, I mean, the the offensive coordinator, he he needs some work. I mean, I think for as good as Herbert is, his intended air yards are about 5.8, which is, like, lower than any other quarterback of his caliber. So, I, I kind of like the Jags in this spot. I'm not going to lie to you. I can't blame you there because you've got much more to gain rather than lose in this spot. And we always have a nice game whenever Raheem Palmer's on the show. A big thanks to him for joining me in studio. And coming up next, going to give you guys my DK Nation pick on the Diamond for Tuesday here on Beeson Esports Bank. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Kick off the season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. They are your go to sport book for everything football with every line boost special and so much more lace them up with the parlay insurance and touchdown insurances offered every sunday as all season long if you have a four-leg parlay and it loses you get your stake back as a free bet of up to 25 dollars wager on any player to score the first touchdown on sunday night football and you get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time head on over to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience here on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. And a big thanks to Ian Palmer. He does great work over at the Action or over at the Ringer. He used to be with the Action Network. That's where I was getting confused, but does amazing work. Always great to be able to have him aboard. And always nice to get him in studio as well as he does absolutely amazing work. He was running through a little bit of in-game betting and 
here's my pro tip for this hour because we give out a pro tip every hour on all of our shows. So that means that you get 20 per day. You're able to get them if you become a pro subscriber, vcin.com slash subscribe for those. And when it comes to betting on baseball, be cautious of betting the run line on home favorites because in terms of home favorites, 828 have won outright this season. You have had, in terms of the run line, 253 of those 828 teams failed to cover the run line. So about 30% of the time in which a home favorite wins outright, they do not cover the run line. Meanwhile, when you bet on the road team laying a run and half, you get those ninth inning at-bats that, as you know, in baseball, you do not wind up getting. So I do think that it is very important that when it comes to betting the run line in Major League Baseball, you have a little bit more weight to those road teams because they get the ninth inning at-bats rather than the home teams. And that's going to be critical to dive into when it comes to the postseason as well. I really do not take a lot of run lines when it comes to postseason baseball. Might be a little bit more so this year because now you've got the expanded playoff. But typically, I like to keep it a little bit more towards the money line. And here in the final segment, going to be hitting upon a lot of MLB baseball. And coming up at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. Programming reminder, it's Follow the Money with Mitch Moss, Paul Howard. They're going to do an amazing job recapping everything that we saw in the NFL, both on Monday and overall from the weekend, and turn it forward to this upcoming week. And now we turn it forward to try to make some money on this MOB card for Tuesday as we're going to be going 9-15, on the betting board. The Tampa Bay Rays, they're going to be playing us the Houston Astros. My DK Nation write-up is going to be based around this game as you got Shane McClain in on the bump for the Tampa Bay Rays, and Christian Avier. He goes for the Houston Astros, and with the Astros, they are between a plus 110 to a plus 120 underdog, and between minus 120 and minus 130 is your number on Tampa Bay, with a total in most spots at a six half right now. I'm seeing a couple straight sevens still out there, but mostly seeing six halves, and if you got a six half, your juice is going to be on the over, and with my DK Nation write-up, I'm taking a look at the Tampa Bay Rays. With the Tampa Bay Rays, I actually upgraded them a little bit because a little bit of my handicap is just what happened in the game on Monday. In the game on Monday, the Houston Astros, they clinched the, a, they clinched the thinking of football right now, the American League West, which means that they wind up having a party, they pop a couple beers, they pop a little bit of champagne, and typically when a team clinches a division, next day, some of the star players, because... They were having a good time the night before. They wind up being out of the fold. And you've got a gentleman on the flip side that he's not going to be partying tonight. That would be Shane McClanahan because he is trying desperately to get him back into the Cy Young voting. As in his last 20 appearances, Shane McClanahan has been incredibly dominant for the Tampa Bay Rays, posting up a buck 88 ERA with 10.5 strikeouts per nine innings. Overall for the season is 5.9 hits per nine innings allowed. That leads all qualifying American League pitchers. He has been able to do a great job of not giving out the free pass as well, right around two walks per nine innings. And when it comes to Shane McClanahan, he was on the injured list prior to his last start against the Toronto Blue Jays. Wanted to see how he looked in that first start before backing him once again. Looked very solid. Five squirrel settings against a formidable Blue Jays lineup. So you feel good about that. With Christian Javier, he's been able to do a solid job all season long with the Astros. He's got a 500 record with a 287 ERA, and quite honestly, probably deserves a little bit of a better record, but the Astros have not been able to win his starts. 5-7 and seven record in his last 12 starts, and he has been pitching much better at home rather than on the road, and this is a road start for him. 
3.34 ERA on the road compared to a 2.45 ERA at home, issuing 3.1 walks per nine innings, a little bit over a home run per nine, so he could be had on that front. And with the Tampa Bay Rays, what they don't have a lot of is home run power. You've got two guys, Randy Rosarena, Isaac Paredes. They've been able to supply more than 10 home runs, and that's about it for the scene. But with a Rosarena and Wander Franco, who's out back in the fold for the Tampa Bay Rays, they're both in that neighborhood about a 260. And then past that, you've got Harold Ramirez hitting above a 300. You've had Manuel Margot do a very solid job hitting about a 290 himself. Yandy Diaz, he's got a 400 on base. Flip side for the Houston Astros. You've got a very nice lineup, but... Once again, is Jordan Alvarez, who's got 35-plus home runs this season, hitting a 300, going to be in the starting lineup? Is that the same for Jose Altuve and Kyle Tucker? A pair of guys with north of 20 home runs. With Tucker, he's been able to slug out, I believe, now 28 home runs. Jose Altuve, he gets a leadoff home run in the game that we saw on Monday as well. So that is a big question mark for the Houston Astros. Now with the Astros, what they also do have is the number one bullpen in terms of the big leagues, in terms of ERA, as you've had Seth Martinez, Rafael Montero, Throw in there Ryan Stanek and Brian Bray. I'll post up a sub three ERA, but the Tampa Bay Rays, they counter with an amazing bullpen of their own as Pete Fairbanks, JG Charquois. They have been able to do a good job since coming off the injured list. Jason Adam, Brooks Rayleigh, they posted up a sub three ERA this season with Jason Adam more around a buck fifty ERA this campaign as well. So I do think that the Tampa Bay Rays going to get the most out of Shane McClanahan in the start. I think that it's going to be a little scoring game. I think that McClanahan is going to be stepping into a pitcher-friendly ballpark in Tampa Bay that he has a lot of familiarity with. He's going to be able to do a good job against the Astros. Now, I think that the 6 half is just a little bit too low. At a 7, I'd be willing to side a little bit more with the under, but and even the really lone 7 that I'm seeing out here in Las Vegas, that's juiced to a minus 125 on the under. I would much rather have a 6 half over just because I could easily see this being a 4-3 to game. I do think that the Rays are the team that gets it done. My DK Nation write-up based around the Tampa Bay Rays on the money line. That is what we are riding with. And when it comes to this total, looking at a 6.5 over. And then we've got an interleague game that I think is of intrigue as well. 9.29-9.30. The Toronto Blue Jays, they're on the road. They're facing off against the Philadelphia Phillies. As Kyle Gibson goes for the Phillies and Ross Tripling on the bump for Toronto. And Toronto is between a minus 120 to a minus 125 favorite. And Finding the Phillies between even money and plus 110 with a total between 8.5 and, and 9. Very much a split in the market. If you're finding a 9, the juice is on the under. If you're finding an 8.5, the juice is on the over. And when it comes to this Toronto Blue Jays bunch, you've got five guys in the starting lineup, all hitting at least 20 home runs. And other than Matt Chapman, all of them are hitting at least a 255, headlined by guys like Flagger or Jr. But George Springer has been able to do a nice job of going deep all season long. You've been able to get really good at-bats as well out of even some of these other guys like an Alejandro Kirk, who he doesn't provide as many home runs, but he's hitting a 290. So he's been able to do an amazing job of being able to move the line in general for a Blue Jays team that is one of the best in terms of batting average in the league. And for the Philadelphia Phillies, they've been able to do a solid job of being able to bat the ball themselves. JT Ryumuto, since he also break a double-digit amount of homers and hitting a 300, he's been the best hitting catcher in the big leagues really since the beginning of the month of July. Alec Bohm has been able to hit about a 285 along Gene Segura. Kyle Schwarber is lacking the batting average, but has won deep 20, er, 39 times all season long. So these guys have been rock solid. But with the Phillies bullpen, they are missing Corey Knable right now. So Anthony Dominguez, since coming off the injured list, has looked a little bit shaky. And for the Blue Jays, they've had a top five bullpen in terms of ERA post-All-Star break. Anthony Bass has been a very valuable addition 
from the Miami Marlins. And then you've got Yimi Garcia, the closer, Jordan Romano, Tim Meza, David Phillips, all posting up a sub-3 ERA. And Ross Stripling, under the radar, has been a really solid pitcher. He's giving out fewer than 1.7 walks per nine innings. Not a strikeout artist by any stretch of the imagination. He's going to get right around seven and a half or so strikeouts per nine innings. But home and road splits, he's got a relatively equal ERA in both neighborhoods as he's got a 294 ERA overall for the season. So he's been able to do a nice job on that front. And for Kyle Gibson, it has not been so great for him as he has allowed at least three runs and now five out of his last eight stars. He has been doing a little bit of better job in terms of command. Last season, he did give out a few more walks than you'd like. He's down to 2.6 walks per nine innings, but doesn't get a lot of swings and misses. Has the ball in play against him quite a bit as well. And at home, still has been posting up a little bit north of a 385 ERA as well. So he's not necessarily the best supported there. I do think that the Philadelphia Phillies are going to be able to get runs up on this game. So whether you have a 8.5 or a 9, I like this over regardless. But with the Blue Jays, I think that they've got good value with an underrated pitcher in roster playing that has really become one of the focal points of this team heading into the postseason. So I do like the Toronto Blue Jays up to about a minus 125, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total over. And something else I'm taking a look at, what we're going to be getting on Tuesday from Mitch and Polly. Follow the money. That is coming your way 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, and that is coming up right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Football is here. The VEASAN team has what you need to know. Whether you're betting on futures, looking for contest strategy, or building your own power readings, VEASAN has everything you need. Get all the latest from our lineup of experts. NFL veterans. NFL veterans. NFL veterans. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.